You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank call. Prank call. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Packernet After Dark Podcast. You guys call in, leave some messages, I'll answer it. That's what we do. That's it. That's the whole thing. Um, the calls are are ramping up, and I dig it. I really do. Um, so far, we're at a point where we can probably just get through all of them, and that's not going to be an issue. Um we may get to a point at some point where I'm going to have to skip a couple. So just just a heads up. I don't want people getting mad, and I definitely want to try to get through all of them. But, you know, if I start getting 20, 30 calls, um, it's, I'm not going to be able to keep up. Or we just start a second, third podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, let's, um, let's get started with our first caller. Record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up. Okay, thank you. Thank you, caller. Oh, hello. Hi. I... Okay, that was a message that was left for me, so I don't think I need to leave a message. Anyways, let's go to Jim in Arkansas, see what's going on. Yo, Ryan. Yo. So, I've been thinking, man, like, I really like the idea of the uh, hotel party. All right. And uh, don't advertise it too much. Just hook off with a couple of people. You know, let us know. Oh, I forgot, man. I'm Jim from Arkansas. Hey, hey. And, uh, yeah, so... Anyways, do the uh, hotel party, and uh, don't tell too many people. Just, like, call a few guys, let yeah. them know, like, hit me up on uh, Twitter, <laughs> show up. Don't want to have to deal with too many people, though. But uh, otherwise, it'd be cool, man. I'll bring some of this healthy uh, whiskey I'm drinking tonight. It's great. And uh, anyways, uh, the question that I have for you is, you know, dude, with the afternoon, podcast and all the people that you've been hiring it seems like you have a lot of extra time did you hello all right um i see jim called again maybe he's gonna maybe he's gonna fill us in on what the heck happened there but um hotel party probably not gonna happen but i will say if it did the invites would go out based on what you're bringing so it would it would just be a simple question we're doing this party. What are you bringing? So Jim wants to bring whiskey. I don't really drink, so that, you know, everybody else might get mad, but, but that goes to the bottom of the pile, right? So if you're bringing wings, probably getting right in. Stuff like that. Anyways, I said I wasn't going to skip, but I do want to skip because Jim called again, and I'm a little confused on what's going on here, but let's see what Jim has to say. Hey, I totally apologize, Ryan, but I forgot to give you my, uh, my recommendations on some movies to check out. So the first one, I don't know if you'll like it or not, but I think this is really a recommendation for Clayton because right. I know he loves history. And The Witch Finder is hilarious, man. It is awesome. Clayton's going to have to check it out. I feel like there's a lot of, um, and I, I don't know what the movie's about, but Witch Finder, I had somebody else recommend, um, what was it? It's a vampire movie with, uh, like I don't know, comedians and stuff. Is this like a theme now? Like funny, scary. Like it's it's scary, but it's not scary. It's like a comedy thing. I don't know. I don't really care if you watch it or not. But the one that you're gonna like, Ryan, make sure your kids are asleep 
and watch The Righteous Gemstones. The Righteous Gemstones. It is awesome. The first one or two episodes are just action. Right. It's great. And then it just leads into comedy, and you're going to love it, man. The Righteous Gemstones. Check it out. There's a lot of lot of comedy recommend. I, I just, I'm, I'll do it. I'll do it. And maybe I just, maybe I need to get on more of a comedy kick. But I just, I don't know that I watch a ton of, like, that style. Because it's not like I don't watch comedy. But there's comedy that's like just a comedy show, like Always Sunny is just it's just a funny show. This is like action stuff, but it's kind of funny. I just I don't I can't think of like one show that I've watched, and maybe maybe I'm just missing a great genre that I need to get on. But let me check that out real quick. What is it called? Righteous Gemstones. Should we do another live summary here? Danny McBride. Ooh, John Goodman. There we go. I just watched Flight uh, last night or two nights ago. John Goodman plays a pretty crazy character in there. Obviously. We'll go to Wikipedia. Let's see. Uh, American black comedy. It's literally all white people in this show. I'm so confused. All right. It's a black comedy television series created by Danny McBride. The premiere is blah, blah, blah. Uh, famous yet dysfunctional family of televangelists. Uh, McBride, John Goodman, Edie Patterson, bunch of people. There's action when it starts off. Like beating people up in back alleys that don't put money in the plate or what? I'll check it out, man. John Goodman sold me. I don't know about the rest of these guys, but I'll, I'll watch. You, you recommend something with John Goodman, I'll at least check it out. Uh, we got a whole bunch of Apocalypto coming up, and it's another weird thing where it's like the calls get cut off and he asks the same thing two or three times. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. I'm a little confused. Again, I don't listen. I just read it, but we'll see. Hey, you there? JP. Yo. This is Apocalypto. What's up, man? Instead of the Packers wearing throwback uniforms, why not a push-forward uniform? <laughs> What would a Packer push-forward uniform look like? <laughs> For me, the cheese look has to go in favor of old gold or metallic gold like the oh. thing. No stripes, just a giant dark green G with white highlighting. Dark green pants are a must. Out. That's, uh, I didn't even listen to the, was there a question? I wasn't even listening. I was cracking up about the computer thing. This is why I don't listen, because I want to be surprised by stuff. And that was surprising. All right, let me read this here. Um, push forward uniform? I literally don't know what that is. What is a push forward uniform? Is that like those Oregon ones where it's all like super fancy? Got an article here about, um, it says uniform, continuity of push forward operator. Pretty sure this is math, so that's not what we're looking for. I don't know what that means, man. But yeah, I'm down for some some actual gold and uh, and whatnot. See what that looks like, I guess. Let's, uh, I guess we'll see what Apocalypto has to say. <laughs> Apocalypto. Oh, what is happening in this world? TJ, hey. this is Apocalypto again. <laughs> is our quarterback cool? <laughs> I am confused. I get dating a white-hot witch, but the only witch I knew tried to neuter me with a pair of scissors. And who is watching Con Air recently enough to even remember Nicolas Cage character's name? When I was young, folks might call him a hobo. <laughs> Not cool. Out. All right. There's more here, though. What is this? Oh, it's the next. It just accidentally played the wrong one and then goes Tiger on a loop. Push forward uniform look like highlighting. It's cool. All right. Anyways, that's, I was I was confused by that. Like, why he's talking about push forward uniforms again? Like he asked the same question, but his computer got. Uh, stuck in a loop, I guess, and it's kept recording. 
Um, is our quarterback cool? I'm confused. I get dating a white hot witch, but the only witch I knew tried to neuter me with a pair of scissors. And who is watching Conair recently enough to even remember Nicolas Cage character's name when I was young folks might call him a hobo, not cool out. Thanks for the call, Apocalypto. I appreciate that, brother. We got one more quick one from Apocalypto and we'll we'll move on to human beings, uh, if that's if that's a possibility. We'll see. AR, one more thing. This call-in thing was great idea. Not only because it has become JJ's show, but because I go to sleep giggling. <laughs> Alright, man. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. I got a call from a computer called Apocalypto. It actually kind of freaked me out at first because I'm like, this is somebody's voice and their name is Apocalypto? This is horrifying. Like, what's going on? I figured it out, though. We got it. We're good. All right, human being Tom, what do you got for us? Hello, this is Tom Austin calling in to one of my personal favorite podcasts, Thomas Austin After Dark. Thank you. Uh, got a couple of questions, obviously, always. Question number one is, what are some players that are just universally loved. You brought up... I wasn't talking, but my wife delivered me cookies and chocolate milk, so it's a good day. Continue, Thomas. Larry, um, I believe yesterday, which today for me still, but don't need to worry about that. What are some other players that are just universally loved? Love to, love to hear what you think about that. Yeah. Question number... All right, so it's a good question. I'm trying to think about Packers... Um, I think Brett Favre had a chance. He really did if he didn't kind of end things the way he ended it and now continually getting himself into trouble. He he was very much beloved. Um, Reggie White probably would be in that camp. I know you. I, I don't think you specifically said Packers, but I'm trying to think of Packers that would fall into that category. Um, obviously, completely forgot about Bart Starr. That's probably the best answer, to be honest. As much as Reggie White is revered for what he did, and, I mean, he's loved, he's a great dude and all that, but in terms of just people that, I don't even know how you describe it, but people that are just universally loved and, and you know, because they're, they're just good people and you, you can't hate them no matter what. I think Bart Starr is the ultimate representative for the Packers on that one. Oops, and I accidentally clicked off, so we got to go back to your question here. I forgot these are all multiple part. All right, question two queued up. Question number two is, would your younger self be happy where you are today? Just a fun little toss up there. I don't know. Maybe. Probably. I depends which younger self, I guess. You know, what, what age. Um, I, I would assume, like, if, if he came over, I'd just be like, hey, uh, check out that TV, man. What do you think? Pretty sweet, right? And, you know, check out this grill. Pretty, pretty cool. You don't care about grills? All right, well... Um, and then he'd ask about like video games and I'd be like, yeah, I don't actually have, I don't have anything, um, to, for you to play, but, um, got Netflix, which is a new thing that, um, exists. You can watch whatever you want. I don't care. Just leave me alone. I think he'd be fine. He'd, he'd, we'd get along. All right. Yeah, sure. Next question. And then third for right now, I want to hear some thoughts about the Darius and his little antics after going to the Vikings. Because I love Packers as long as they've ever been a Packer. So, like, Mike Hyde over there in the Bills, love him still. But when you do some stupid stuff like Zarius, 
to kind of lose out. So I want to hear some thoughts about that. I'll call back in the morning. Bye. That is also a interesting question. I'm, I'm shocked at how many of these are actually really good questions because I feel like you're just making them up off the top of your head. But it is interesting if you think about the general animosity right now towards Zedarius, which does exist. And I'm sure there's still a general like, yeah, he's fine. We like Zedarius, whatever. But there is a general animosity. And granted, he's a Viking, but still, there's a difference between like Zedarius and Micah Hyde. Um, and I think there could even be a, a scenario in which Zedarius did go to Minnesota and we'd still like him or whatever. But there are times when people leave and it's like, I still love that guy. And other times when people leave and it's it's kind of a, a nuisance. I just feel like with Sidarius, as much as he was completely loved and just seemed like the greatest dude, that last year something weird happened. Um, just with him complaining about not being team captain and seems like he kind of lost respect in the locker room and obviously not playing very much. And you just get the impression he wanted to go to Minnesota. Granted, the coaches are there and all that, but I, I feel like there's animosity toward the organization. I think that's going to be the biggest thing. If you leave with respect and love for the Packers, the fans, and the organization, which he said, but you can just feel a general animosity. Um, you leave on a good note, then um, I think it'll be okay, especially if you leave the division. But we did a live stream not too long ago, and um, one of the one of the guys brought up, you know, when, when, when Zadarius eventually sacks Aaron Rodgers, which is likely to happen at some point, is he going to end up lifting his shirt and have something written on it? That's just, that just, it's like nails on a chalkboard just thinking about it. Like, man, he better not. You know, his shirt's got like a belt drawn on it or something referencing team captain or, or cheese grater. I, I don't know, anything stupid that's like, you know, I just, I can't stand you. I love you, but I can't stand you. Tom, let's get to question number two here. Sorry, quick little addendum to my last call. Sure. Tom's Austin, by the way. Tom's Austin, Matthew Dark. The Thomas Austin Show. Your favorite show and mine. Um, a couple quick things. Just want to get off this here. Um, to the question about coffee. I don't like coffee. Okay. First and foremost. Yeah. <laughs> I like water and Pepsi. Second thing is uh, which uh, – Superstar player, would I replace with Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse? I'm going to get some hate for this, but Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you get a bouncer, he throws out people. Rodgers throws. Are you answering? And never, go ahead, just do whatever it, you do. There's a connect, uh, connective tissue there. Uh, and then after that, uh, Ritalin, I don't do any drugs prescribed or otherwise. Mm-hmm. I just am full of energy, full of life. It's great. And also, final thing, uh, to the person who said that they're pulling a Tom by asking multiple questions, no need to pull a Tom. You know, just put your own little thing to it. Make it your own. Questions for Ryan, questions for everyone. All right. Good night. Bye-bye. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the clarifications on your drug usage. Um, We're going to go to Dakota. Um, from South Dakota. Yeah, that's actually the thing. Hey, Ryan, this is uh, Dakota from South Dakota. Yeah, real original, I know. Um, anyways, I, I liked that uh, Kurt Cousins uh, little rant you went on. See what I did there? Um, no, anyways, I, I got it. into an argument with a Raiders fan the other day, and uh, he was mad because, you know, Aaron did that little Alan Lazard thing where he said Alan Lazard was a future Hall of Famer. Um, 
And his argument was that Derek Carr actually had a chance to be um, a Hall of Famer one day. And uh, we went back and forth for about, for about like 45 minutes because I, I didn't see it. Um, so if you could maybe, uh, you know, do a little something on that, you know, uh, give you a chance to tear down somebody that's not in our conference for once. Sure. Um, division, I mean, sorry. Um, but, yeah, um, that'd be cool. Thanks. Yeah, so – I, I, I like Derek Carr. I think he gets a little bit more hate than is necessary, but Hall of Fame is silly. Um, it was not very long ago that, in fact, this year, <laughs> that there were questions about whether or not the Raiders, since he's been there, there's been questions about are the Raiders going to move on from Derek Carr. And I've always kind of viewed it similar to Kirk Cousins, where I'm like, that's silly. I think he's he's fully adequate. Um, but it, it, it's been a question since day one. And the, the biggest thing with Devontae was it felt like that was going to be kind of a, um, you know, locking in Derek Carr because Devontae's there. And he, he went there partially to be with um, Carr, so you don't want to mess with that. And shortly after, he did get his extension. But there's been since day one questions about them moving on from Carr and not really fully liking him very much and feeling like he's kind of setting the team back. So that would be... Number one, Hall of Famers, I mean, unless you're just like getting old, you're getting 40 years old, it's time to move on. But, you know, at the peak of your career, age-wise and talent-wise and everything, you've got your franchise kind of going, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I, maybe we'll find somebody else. You draft somebody and replace this guy, we can do better. That's not really Hall of Fame worthy. But since you asked, I actually did find something here. Uh, Pro Football Reference, which is a glorious ref, uh, website for just about everything. But it literally is... It's called Pro Football Quarterback Hall of Fame Monitor, and it is a metric designed to estimate a player's chances of making the Pro Football Hall of Fame using AV, Pro Bowls, All Pros, Championships, and various stat milestones. The players listed below are the top 250 Hall of Fame HOFM rated players who's played quarterback, uh, who played quarterback starting in 1955 or later. Uh, at least 50 career games, a score of 100 is around average modern era inductee. So I can actually see it here. They have average Hall of Fame quarterback the HOFM score is 109. 109 is the average for a Hall of Famer in terms of what their score is on here. Derek Carr's score is a 34. Zero championships, zero all pros, three Pro Bowls. I mean, there's, there's really just nothing all that impressive. If you look at, for example, championships of all the Hall of Famers, there are some that have won zero championships, but not very many. Dan Marino, Fran Tarkenton, Dan Fouts, Warren Moon, Jim Kelly. Everybody else has won at least one. So the, the issue isn't that it's impossible based on his metrics. It's the fact that, you know, he's at the bottom of all of these. It's true not every Hall of Famer has been an All-Pro. Uh, Troy Aikman, John Elway, Roger Staubach don't have any either. But they've got two Super Bowls, two Super Bowls, three Super Bowls. So that kind of counteracts things a little bit. The average for these, by the way, is two championships two All-Pros, seven Pro Bowls, and 13 seasons as a starter. Carr is 0-0-3 and eight seasons as a starter. If you look at weighted career average, uh, approximate value, the AV, just sort of a, a general ranking of uh, value of each individual player, the average value is 118. Carr is at 75. For reference, Ryan Fitzpatrick is at 78. In fact, Ryan Fitzpatrick is at, as far as this score ranking for how close you are to being a Hall of Famer, Ryan Fitzpatrick is at 31, Derek Carr is at 34. So pretty close to Ryan Fitzpatrick level. Kirk Cousins is at 37. 
Ryan Tannehill is 35. They're, those two are ahead of Derek Carr. We can go through several others that are seemingly more deserving, but let's continue with just statistics. Completions. Um, the average quarterback in the Hall of Fame, 3,143 completions. Carr, 2896. And, and keep in mind, this, is, this isn't an era where you're, you're going to have more. So there's a lot of quarterbacks now that, that are crossing these numbers in terms of completions, attempts, yards, touchdowns, and all that, that don't necessarily deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. But even in a system that throws the ball more, in an era that throws the ball more, he still isn't even average among Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Some of these guys were way back in the day where they didn't throw the ball nearly as much. Average Hall of Fame quarterback in terms of passing yards, 39,414. Derek Carr, 31,000. So he's not even average. Average touchdowns thrown is 268. Carr is at 193. But yeah, some of, some of the quarterbacks that are ahead of Derek Carr in terms of Hall of Fame worthiness, Andrew Luck, who played like five seasons, um, Ryan Tannehill, Jay Cutler, Kirk Cousins, um, skipping names that nobody knows. Lamar Jackson already is higher on this list. Dante Culpepper, Andy Dalton, Ron Jaworski, Matt Hasselbeck, Jeff Garcia, Trent Green, Michael Vick, um, Alex Smith, Tony Romo, uh, Joe Flacco, Drew Bledsoe, Carson Palmer, Randall Cunningham, Donovan McNabb. We're getting up into some actual, actually talented quarterbacks. Um, Steve McNair, Patrick Mahomes already. So, the point is, if, if Derek Carr gets in, you just let everybody in that's ever done anything. Like, if you've been a quarter, starting quarterback for five years, you're a Hall of Fame quarterback, period. It's, it's insane. Now, is there a better case for Derek Carr than Alan Lazard? Sure. But neither of them are, are anywhere near Hall of Fame at all. At all. Never going to happen. So it is, in a sense, equally as absurd to say Derek Carr... Um, is a Hall of Fame quarterback. And again, this is pro football reference. Uh, H-O-F-M, Hall of Fame monitor, is the metric they use if you're interested in looking at that so that you can pull that up and argue with your friend about Derek Carr because it's absolutely absurd to think that uh, Derek Carr should be in the Hall of Fame or, or could be someday in the Hall of Fame. He's so far The only way is if he and Devontae go on an absolute tirade from here on out. He's just killing it with yards and touchdowns. He ends up getting an MVP, Pro Bowl, Super Bowl, then then he gets launched up. Uh, but it's got to be some sustained success with that because he's just nowhere near that. Dakota again, what's going on, man? Hey, it's Dakota again. I got one more question for you, actually. Um, I was just wondering, who is your favorite Packers running back all time and why? All right. Thank you. <laughs> That is like a tradition on this show to ask the question, seven second pause, and then say thank you, goodbye. Um, that answer I think will always be Eddie Lacy, and I, I honestly don't know why. I, I know one of the biggest things, honestly, is just that we had such a horrific rushing attack for so long. I mean, it was so bad for so long. No disrespect to like Starks and those guys, but we just couldn't do it. Um, and, it, you know, for so long I blamed the offensive line because every running back we brought in, it, it, it just looked like there was nowhere to go. And you, you, we drafted Lacey, and it was just the hype of it all. He was a second-round pick. He's a really big dude. Um, so that was kind of cool. He's a nice guy. He was fun. And then as soon as he got the ball and you see him, you know, not just go down after three yards and break through the offensive line and take off running, and I just, you know, just me and my buddy, I remember just cheering. 
just cheering, seeing that and, and just freaking out. Like, what are you doing? You, you can't run more than three yards. You, you're breaking the rules here. The Green Bay Packers unofficial rules. And it was just his style of running. He was so physical. It was funny watching him. He's so, you know, he's constantly like tripping over himself. If he ran for more than 20 yards, he started getting gassed. And you could tell he's just begging to get tackled. I mean, he's just, he's just a fun dude to watch. And I don't think, I mean, it's just one of my favorite players ever. Um, so it's going to be hard to top cheeseburger ready for, uh, for running back. Anyways, again, very confused about this call from Justin. I'm um, hoping Google translates just, um, making it seem weirder than it is, but let's see how this goes. And Justin, I keep hey. trying to, that's why this is so jacked up. Question or comment. All right. We're gonna have to skip it. Cause I cannot hear any of that. So try again, Justin. I can see it has something to do with Dan Campbell and the nicknames and stuff, but um, call obviously broke up pretty bad. Let's do Bramble, and then we'll take a quick break. Hey, Ryan, your wife is right. Um, here's a Packers question. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to navigate a four-way stop Oof, here. careful. <laughs> um, Those are brutal. So if you could choose one of the following running backs. Okay. Um, Edgar Bennett. Dorsey Levin or Ryan Grant. Um, please choose and let me know why. I personally uh, would prefer Edgar Bennett. I know the other two are a little more explosive, but I love Edgar out of the backfield and him catching passes was great. Green game was the best. Let me know. Let's get back to a little bit of football. <laughs> Guys, think a little harder about your questions. Think a little longer. They can involve football. All right. Again, it's a, it's a listener-driven show. So if we talk about fast food or football, that's going to be up to you. All right. So the options are Edgar Bennett, Dorsey Levins, or Ryan Grant. I think the biggest issue with the question is this is back when I was a much more casual watcher. And, and I don't mean casual in terms of like how passionate of a fan I was, but I wasn't really paying attention to... <sighs> Things like style of, of player, you know, like I, I know I really liked Dorsey Levins a lot, and that's probably going to be my answer, but I, I can't speak to the style of player he was because I, I genuinely don't really remember. I just know that he was a good running back, and I liked him. Same is true with Ryan Grant. You know, I mean, I, I can tell you in detail about Aaron Jones and what I like about how he runs and things like that, but I just don't exactly have the same recollection of, of the or, earlier guys. So all I'll say is... For whatever reason, Dorsey Levin stands out in my mind as as a guy that I really liked as a running back. Ryan Grant does have more career yards, so if I wanted to cheat in that regard, I could say that. But um, I'm sticking with my gut on that and saying Dorsey Levin's. Anyways, why don't we take a break? We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight calls. Two of them are Tom, two of them are Justin. We'll see how it goes. Um, phone number, 608 Give us a call, see how she goes. We'll talk to you in a bit. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. 
Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hello, back in that after dark. This hey. is uh, Tom Thompson after dark. Full name now. Got to change the other day. Don't worry about it. That's right. Uh, a couple of questions for this lovely afternoon. Um, That's all right. What team would you support if the Packers stopped existing or never existed in the first place? I always have a tendency whenever the Packers aren't on or the game's over, I always uh, kind of gravitate. I can't speak English. Oh my God. That's all right. Gotcha. Uh, Chargers. And before the Browns and before the Washington football team, when they were the Washington football team, not didn't support them when they were the Redskins, not supporting now their commanders. Anyway, next up, um, if you were... Uh, let me answer that question first, if you don't mind. My first thought is that would be a, a pretty good opportunity to walk away from football, to be completely honest. Um, that sounds sad, and I know I say I'm an NFL fan and all that stuff, but I just have a hard time... I mean, it, it's interesting enough, but... It's all about the Packers. It's the same reason why I can't really get into college and I can't get into the USFL and I can't because it all revolves around the Green Bay Packers. Even the draft is exciting because of the Packers. Um, and I think my general excitement level about everything else goes down a lot. So you know, I'll, it, it, it would be a much more casual thing in terms of just turning it on occasionally just for the heck of it. But it'd be nice to get Sundays back, you know, um, to not have to really worry about that stuff. If the Packers went away, I think I would try to pick a team and it would just be miserable and I wouldn't like it. Um, if you're forcing me to, you know, I might go Bills. It seems kind of bandwagony, but um, I've, I've always kind of liked the Bills, although I feel weird about going to the AFC for some reason. I feel like I, I belong in the NFC. That's just my thing, and so I should stay there. Can't pick an NFC West team. Can't pick an NFC North team. NFC South is pretty dope. I'm, maybe Falcons, because that that's a team... That actually feels right to me. It's a bad team, so you can kind of root for their rebuild. Um, I wouldn't care enough that it would bother me that they lose because it's just kind of, you know, I'm just invested in trying to figure out how they rebuild it. You got the sweet tight end over there. I like the jerseys. They got to get the quarterback thing figured out. Drafting early. <sighs> I think I'd do the Falcons. I think that I think that'll be final answer. So there you go. In charge of a football team. Let's take um, random team, the Packers, for example. What would be your scheme on offense and for defense? Just kind of hearing what you think works well in the NFL today. Uh, and then... I'm just going to let that one ride. I I don't know. I like what they're doing. Last question is, what is the best internet service that you've used? <laughs> oh, come on. Because uh, I used to have Charter and a lot of come people on. had problems with it, but I loved it. It was great. It was the best one I had. All right. Bye. <laughs> no. No, we're not doing that. We're calling that one question. Next up, Thomas Austin. All right, since I couldn't find the words in my last call, or questions. Strong, 
I decided to you call not, again. You did not finish strong. You asked me about charter internet. And just have a little fun with this one. Oh, so mix it up. you have to choose, would you rather have A.J. Dillon's thighs? Eesh. Or would you rather have Aaron Rodgers' ability to grow facial hair and regular hair? <laughs> what? I... I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know if I want AJ Dillon's thighs. They're so big. Like, I, I get it'd be cool to be like jacked, but do you know how disproportionate that would be to the rest of my body? Like, do I even get kind of big calves or not? Because that would be really weird, uh, especially with having like a gut and and a giant ma- giant massive thighs. It wouldn't look good. But I don't need Aaron Rodgers' ability to grow regular hair or facial hair because I can do that by myself. So. Kind of neither. Um, I don't think Rodgers is balding or really graying all that much, so I guess I would just take his hair for that reason. Just, you know, got a got a good mane going on. Next up, you start one, bench one, and I guess wave one or fire one. Yeah. Up to you. Prime Calvin Johnson, prime Randy Moss, or uh, prime Jerry Rice. Um, Calvin Johnson is going to start. I I'm tempted to put, to let Jerry go. Um, Jerry was such a freak. I just, I just worry a little bit. Randy was kind of a psycho. Um, it, it doesn't really matter cause they're just sitting on the bench or fighting for a bench seat, but Jerry's speed was so, so slow. It just, it just freaks me out. I, I just wonder if and granted, he made it work in the 90s. It's not like it was 1942 or anything. Um, I just, I'd, I'd, I'd probably do Calvin and then bench Randy and let Jerry go, as much as that seems blasphemous to say. The last one of these little fun little things is build. Yes. Build a team on the NFC. You have to pick one of the head coaches, one of the offenses, one of the defenses, and one, I guess, special team. So even though that might make the teams a little wonky with the roster, I don't care. You have to. You can only choose one team, by the way. So if you pick the Packers offense, that's gotcha. it. That's done. Yep. Benito, can't use the Packers no more. All right. Bye. So it's NFC, period, we're saying. NFC, pick a team, offense, defense, special teams. Well, Packers special teams is obvious. That was a joke. Um, what what we do for offense? Tampa Bay stands out as an option. Um, I mean, I don't know about the the Packers would be the team in the NFC North if I were to pick the NFC North. Um, Dallas Cowboys are tempting. Tampa would be the South, and then what? The Rams, I guess, in the West would be the thing. Probably would just go Tampa as much as it makes me sick to say that. Um, defense, I'm just going to be optimistic and say Packers again on paper. I don't know that you can necessarily do better. And then, um, I'm going to cheat for special teams and say new Orleans saints. Thanks to PFF, which actually I should know that because they've been dominant over there in new Orleans since they got that special teams guy that we should have gotten a long time ago. So, uh, saints, special teams, bucks, offense, Packers, defense. That's what we're doing. Brandon, what do you got, man? Hey, Ryan, this is Brandon from Indiana, and I got two 
quick questions for you. Uh, the first one, I'd like to hear your take on where position by position the Packers rank against the other NFC division favorites. And you can even throw in a, a wild card team, say Philly or Dallas, because we're not real sure who's going to win that division. Um, all right. Fair enough. Position by position. And I'm not going to throw in the wild card just for the sake of it's hard enough to keep this all together. So I'm going to go with Dallas, Green Bay, L.A., and Tampa Bay. Um, quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, I think, is number one over um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and clearly ahead of the Rams and the Cowboys. Um, wide receiver, we're probably fourth. The Cowboys have a much better group. Tampa has a much better group, and L.A., they've got Cooper Cup, so I'm going to say that they have a better group. So the Packers would be last in that regard. In terms of running backs, um, probably number one, I would assume, just with the duo that we have. Um, Tight end, Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys, uh, Higby in L.A. It's kind of a toss-up, I guess, between the Packers or Tampa Bay being last between Kyle Rudolph and Robert Tunyon. According to PFF grades, we would be last, but um, I'm going to go ahead and call that a toss-up. And then offensive line, the Dallas Cowboys probably have a better offensive line. I think Tampa, even after losing their center, probably has a better offensive line, and I think the Rams as of right now. And it, It depends. It depends on Runyon taking a step, Myers takes a step. If Newman takes a step, fine. Otherwise, we got kind of a iffy interior along with a great tackle duo. But, you know, Dallas has got, you know, Martin and Smith and Smith, some of the best offensive linemen in football. Tampa has got um, Donovan Smith at tackle, Wirfs at tackle. They got Shaq Mason, who's a dominant interior guy. Um, And L.A. has just got fantastic offensive linemen across the board. Um, defensively, obviously Aaron Donald on the defensive line for the Rams. Um, Tampa's decent. They've got, I mean, a, a talking interior Hicks and Vea. Dallas is garbage. So they're fourth. Um, the Packers, I don't know. I'll put the Rams ahead of them. I'm not sure if Tampa's better. Vita Vea and Akeem Hicks is a pretty formidable duo. So either second or third there. Um, off the edge, the Packers are better than Tampa, um, arguably better than Dallas, and clearly better. So they might be number one in terms of um, pass rush. Corners, Packers are number one. I don't really even need to look at it. Um, I don't care what they say about Diggs. Uh, Tampa's got some decent corners, and Ramsey's fine, but they don't have anything really beyond that. Um, linebackers... Packers, I mean, we, we got a rookie, and I'm not sure where that lands, but um, I'm going to say at least number two. Kind of depends. I mean, Micah Parsons is such a weird thing because he's a kind of a pass rusher more than anything, and they're kind of bad outside of Parsons. Uh, Tampa has got uh, Levante David, who's pretty solid, but that's kind of it. Uh, L.A. has Wagner, but he's kind of well past his prime. But we've also got a guy that Maybe is it going to regress and then a rookie? We don't really know. So I don't know. They're they're in the mix. I'm not sure exactly where. And then safety, um, I don't know. They're they're kind of in the mix. Again, it comes down to Savage. You know, Amos is solid, but you got uh, Hooker and Curse in Dallas ranking 28th and 13th. So if Savage is real good, then we're better than them. If he's not, then we're not. 
uh, probably better than Tampa because they, their second guy is not good, but Winfield is second. So if Savage is bad, then again, Tampa is better than us. Um, and it's the same for LA. It's, it's, it all kind of comes down to what Savage can do. So that, I guess, is my overview of us compared to the best in the NFC. All right, who's next? Hey, Ryan, uh, this is Steve. First-time caller, long-time listener. Just want to say I love the show. Thank you. Um, listen to the draft show this year. Um, this is the first year ever that I think I've been really excited about training camp and really excited about preseason just to see these guys after learning so much about them. Nice. Um, love the show. Uh, just had a quick question. I know you're not a big uh, Badger fan, but uh, can you give me some grades on uh, 17-year-old Braylon Allen's season last year for the Wisconsin Badgers? And uh, if you have any thoughts on this kid, because I think he's going to be good. Thanks. Go Pack Go. Well, let's take a little look-see, shall we? So Braylon Allen, uh, running back for the Badgers, obviously, one of the higher-graded players on the team. Um, he was the highest-graded halfback. The only guys graded higher, Jake Ferguson, um, Tanner Bortolini, Clay Cundiff, Joe Tipman, Josh Seltzner, and Logan Bruss. But uh, 80.9 overall grade, 81 overall rushing grade. His blocking is pretty abysmal, which kind of, I guess, dragged him down a little bit. But big dude, six foot two, two hundred and thirty-eight pounds. Looks like he's only played one year so far. Six point eight yards per attempt. <laughs> that is so stupid. Uh, one hundred eighty-five attempts, twelve hundred and fifty-eight yards, six point eight yards per attempt, twelve touchdowns. Wow, that's that's pretty wild. Four point four eight yards after contact per attempt. Just in terms of yards per attempt, Braylon Allen is tied for ninth in all of college football at 6.8, which is pretty impressive. Um, and nobody really has the workload in terms of attempts that uh, Braylon Allen has, aside from Travion Henderson at Ohio State is the only other one. They're both 6.8. Braylon has 12 touchdowns. Uh, Travion has 15. But, um, yeah, both of them are very similar, 1,258 compared to 1,248 yards, 185 compared to 183 attempts. That's kind of funny. But uh, ranks 8th in yards after contact per attempt. Tied for 16th in carries of 15 or more yards with 18. So there you go. Not much of a blocker, not much of a receiver, but just an absolute hammer of a running back. And so be interesting to keep an eye on him, I guess. Let's see what uh, John has got to see. Hey, buddy. Hey. This is uh, Johnny from Phoenix. What's going on, Johnny? Uh, I know I'm a little late calling in today. I didn't want you to uh, go without hearing the sound of my voice. That's fine. Uh, just quick question. What's for dinner? Hmm. I'll be listening. Go, Pat, go. Bye. You know, I feel like, you know how sometimes you do stuff and it's like, I'm just going to treat myself. Nobody will know. It won't be a big deal. Y- you guys know how to just peer into my soul. I've, I've been pretty good, man. I've been, I've been eating a little better and exercising a bunch. And then my wife went to the grocery store and she's like, do you need anything? And the answer to that question is no, I don't. I don't need anything. We have so much food just bursting out of the, the everything. I got soups and potatoes coming out of my ears and rice and pasta and ham and bread to make sandwiches and pizzas and all kinds of stuff. F- freezers full, pantries full, fridges full. But I said, yes. She said, okay, what? 
Said I need tortillas, cheese, and ground beef. <laughs> so um, maybe maybe making tacos tonight. I don't I don't know. I shouldn't. I should just make normal people food, you know. But I will. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Next up, we got a caller from. It says unknown. So this is scary. Hello, as home as I wanna. Hmm. Hello. Hi. Swang bad are you there? Hmm. Hello. Hi. Okay. What do you eat for breakfast? <laughs> okay. Bye. What? Now we got to tell you about breakfast. People are going to think this show is fake. I swear, this is a real phone call right Hello. here. Hello. This is real. As home star wanna. What? Hello. Swang bad, are you there? Yeah, dude, it's it's a voicemail. I don't answer the phone. What do I eat for breakfast? I had cornflakes today, all right? That's what I had. Usually it's oatmeal. I'll tell you what, actually, little little uh, little thing I figured out. I like oatmeal. The problem with oatmeal is you eat it, you feel full, and 15 seconds later, you're starving to death. Oatmeal's weird that way. Just pure carbs, I guess. However, peanut butter has the exact opposite effect. I can eat peanut butter, and it's like I'm just starving, 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 and then 15 seconds later, I feel like I'm going to die. That's why peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are actually pretty dope. If you can control yourself, which I sometimes can't because I love peanut butter and jelly or anything peanut butter related, and you get a little carried away with, you know, instead of having one, maybe you have two, maybe maybe you make a third. I, you know, it does. that's not the point. But it keeps you full all day. Like, I'll eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because it's like I'm just going to have a snack because I'm hungry until dinner. I will not be hungry for day, even if I just eat one sandwich. Peanut butter is crazy that way. So, peanut butter oatmeal. Make a bowl of oatmeal, just instant. Throw a little bit of sweetener in there to kind of sweeten it up a little bit, and then just a big old hop, heaping gob of peanut butter. It'll fill you up, and it'll keep you full. It's good stuff. All right, we got uh, two Justin calls here. See how she Hello, goes. Hello, Ryan. Hey. Justin. Question. JJ, can you trust him? See you later. Are you asking JJ if he can trust me, or are you, are you asking me if I can trust JJ? I think either way, the answer is no. We shouldn't trust each other. But, yeah, I mean, I, I do. I give him access to too much stuff. <laughs> I'm paranoid about, like, I don't know, I give people access to different things that I have, and I'm like, is my credit card thing on there somewhere, and he's going to steal it? Like PFF logins and SIS logins and stuff. But, I mean, he's he's doing the uh, the uploading and everything, so he's got access to... Every single podcast I've ever done, and if you wanted to wipe them, you could. I think that's pretty, pretty, um, it's a lot of trust right there. Yeah, we're good. See how it goes. Hopefully he doesn't ruin my life, and hopefully I don't ruin his. We'll see how it goes. You never know. Things go south, things get ugly. It's wild west out here in the podcasting realm. It's a cutthroat industry. (laughs) What up, Justin? Hey, Ryan. I'm a little late to the Packer Nut podcast, so if this has been covered before, then maybe just shout out the podcast that I can go find this information, but what are the Packers doing about their special teams this year to fix their problems? Because it sucked so bad last year. Um, again, I'm sure it's been talked about, but not that I've heard, but I'm a really new listener. So help me out then. Thanks. Yeah. So the biggest thing is Rich Passaccia. He's a veteran special teams guy. It's just, it's not as though everywhere he goes, everything he touches turns to gold. That's not the case. The Raiders special teams was not, Super fantastic, um, which is where he was prior to this. But um, 
really, really high-level coach, really, really high-level when it comes to special teams. I mean, there's nobody in terms of better understanding how it should work, um, how it should be structured, how it should be laid out, what a practice for special teams should look like, um, what kind of things in terms of evaluating players. You know, what kind of players do you want? Just just that kind of stuff. And I, So I, I think the, the bottom line is with Rich Passaccia, he's going to get the best out of the guys we have. And if we have a garbage special teams, it's probably going to be just a lack of players. Um, and I think beyond that, there's going to be a renewed emphasis on special teams in terms of, I mean, we made that decision when we spent a bunch of money to hire Rich Passaccia because he's not cheap and the Packers don't usually like to invest in him. And it doesn't make any sense to invest in him and then not listen to him. So if he says we need more time, then we need more time. If he says we need starters, then we need starters. And we've seen that with free agents coming in that are handpicked by Rich Passaccia for special teams. So he has a lot of pull, and I think that was probably contingent on him even coming here. You know, um, you can understand his he's a guy that's looking to hopefully be a head coach someday. The, the players absolutely love him. He did a good job as an interim coach for the Raiders. Um, absolutely beloved by the guys and a great leader. But you can understand, I don't want to come over there if you're not going to listen to me. Because if I go over there and you run the special teams into the ground and then I take the blame for that, I'm never going to get another job. And it's going to ruin my career. So if I come there, you're not just going to pay me. You're going to listen to me. And we're going to make this a great special teams unit. And then I'm going to get out of here and go be a head coach somewhere. And the Packers are like, all right, that works for me. I'll do it. That's my thought process on it. it. It doesn't mean it's going to get fixed overnight or fixed at all. Again, it's going to come down to the players. But Whatever it's going to take, whatever the Packers need to know to, to do, Rich Passaccia is the guy that we'll know, um, and we'll we'll do the best we can. But, anyways, that's it. That's the end of the questions. I got to get out of here. I feel like I've been in the basement recording for literally all day. So, you guys have a great day. I'm excited for um, tomorrow's training camp. Get some pads on. Get some people smashing into each other. Hopefully, get some really good insights. So, take care, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye bye.